You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Megapixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, or evening. I don't know when you listen to this. No one knows, except you. (laughs) Except you. (laughs) And it's sad to say that Todd could not join us today on all days, our 2018 finale. I know, Todd. Bro, I miss you, yo. But we will be hearing from him a little bit later, so just uh, just hang out and, you you know, he, he sent us a little something, so you'll get to hear it. Excellent. But yeah, this is it. This is, uh, this is us ending oh, up, wrapping up 2018. It's kind of um, sad. A little bit, Another but you know. down. But uh, it's, it's bound to happen. There are times when I look forward to ending a year and times that I wish it was just a little bit longer. Just depends yeah, on what's going on. Yeah, this is one of those on. years is bittersweet for me. It's like I almost kind of want to give it two middle fingers, but there's mm-hmm. just a lot of good times in there too. So, oh, for sure. I mean, uh, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later Absolutely. because we're, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about everything we're looking forward to in 2019, everything we enjoyed about 2018, everything we hated. You know, that's the whole point of this finale thing. Mm-hmm. But before that, what have you been playing? Oh, I dug into Double Switch, man. I saw. Yeah, they deceived me, by the way, because this whole time we thought it was December 11th, December 11th, December 11th. Mm -hmm. And then on like December 8th, Steam said December 13th. And I went, "Okay, maybe it's because they're fixing a big problem. It's fine. And so then I'm streaming on December 11th. And in the middle of my stream, I get an email saying double switches on sale. And I'm like, ah, I was deceived. I could have been doing it the whole time. So um, but regardless, I went ahead and bought it in the middle of the stream. Um, <laughs> and we started playing it man alive it's harder than i remember it's it's been a long time i mean I i'm like even starting to, to yeah i'm starting to wonder like did i play this game because like some of it is not like even clicking with me like you would think i would even start to remember a little bit maybe i never finished it because mm-hmm. yeah. back in the day man if it was too hard it, you didn't have walkthroughs and stuff like that you just didn't finish it if you couldn't figure it out For you sure. know but uh old school cory Haim. You know, Mm, Uh, (laughs) oh, my gosh. Right. Just that little punk attitude, you know, that they gave him in the game. Uh, But, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's it's a lot more hectic, like I said, than I remember. There's a lot to pay attention. Um, If you were a fan of Night Trap, it plays almost exactly the same. You know, those where you're switching between cameras and trapping the people and Mm -hmm. um, and and just trying to figure out the story on those types of games is, is so kind of hard because they'll have like two or three scenes going on at the exact same time. And you want to watch the sequence Mm -hmm. that sometimes you're going to have to switch scenes so you can trap them or so they don't get to the power box and it's game over. Cause there's little things like that where it's game over. You start over. There's no save scumming in games like these, you know, you just, you gotta, I think they save it after each act, 
But um, and then I totally forgot how to play it, and I'm 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 actually streaming it, and we're having to redo the same portion. I'm like, I don't understand how I keep failing this part. I'm paying attention. I trapped him, and little did I know, it was like you had to actually watch one of the scenes fully to unlock something to be able to get past a certain part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, like I was just like so angry because I'm like, I'm never gonna finish it. Oh, but man, it's it's great though. The great old school campy acting styles, the mm-hmm. most ridiculousness of the the storylines, FMV and all its glory. I'm yeah. having a hoot. Yeah. I'm having I'm having a hoot of a time. I still want to get so. that and Night Trap because I have yet to to invest in that. So yeah, get around to it They might come into a bundle because it was the same company that remastered them both, so we could That's port right. it over. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about it too is they have it where you could play it like you were on all the different platforms, which I didn't realize that it was on four different ones, like the Mega, Sega CD. Um, there's one other one, and then just the remastered one if you want to try to watch it in their remastered HD. And nice. uh, so you can try to emulate you playing it. On mm-hmm. whatever console you might have played it on as a kid, or if you this is your first experience, take a little trip back and see how we used to have to watch games back in the day, you know. Um, and uh, so it, it, they've done a good job, I think, with remastering both of those games, honestly. Because mm-hmm. um, now if you try to go back and watch older FMVs on an HD monitor and things like that, you start to wonder, how did I ever stare at this thing? Oh, for sure. But when you had standard definition, it was like, that's just how it was but i've tried going back and playing some of them how they were and you're like wow this is really hard on the eyes and it might just be because your pcs are faster your monitors aren't rendering in the same they're trying to go too fast for what it is but uh still playable but yeah we've we've come a long way oh yeah absolutely but uh yeah so what have you been playing well i achieved a few great things okay i'm i'm excited greatness I platinumed Fallout Shelter. Oh, you got all the quests and everything? I did. Nice. I just, I I was just waiting for it and waiting for it. And then just one day there it was. And I was like, I did it. And then I immediately stopped playing the game. (laughs) You're like, and I'm out. Mic drop. (laughs) You know, everybody was in the middle of things. There was so much going on. There were stories to be told. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done now. Thank you. Yes. I'm walking away. Uh, Did you get Um, anything for it? The platinum trophy. That's okay, about it. Okay. No, like cool pit boy thumbs up or anything like that no, for you. No. Okay. It was just. <laughs> it's all about that trophy. But uh, after I got that, I just moved that along. Uh, I did play that game that I had mentioned a few weeks back that I got, Zero Time Dilemma. This okay. Kind of like the virtual novel. That's a third in a series where it's all about time travel. Well, I don't really want to say time travel. It's not really time travel. It's. Okay, I want to talk about this game because I would recommend, if, if you love a good story, mm-hmm. I recommend you go out and you find the, all three of these because they all connect in a much larger way than I, I imagined. Because okay. I was curious where this game fit into the narrative. Because in the first game, it takes place, I think it's uh, 2028. Then the second game takes place like 20 years into the future. So I thought, okay, oh, wow. well... We're going backwards in this one because this one is 2029. What did I say the other one? I thought you said 2028, but okay, so I said 20 years. No, this one was 2028, a zero time dilemma. The first game is 2027, the second game is 2049. Oh, wow. Okay, Okay. so there's a 20 year gap. So I was like, why are we going backwards? 
they explain it all. It's it's oh. one of these stories where there's so many twists and turns and zigzags. You t- I mean, before you get there, before the, the answers really come out, you're sitting there trying to figure it out. It's like, what is going on? What is going on? And then the moment you have a little clue, you're like, oh, I got it. Oh, ah. Uh. And then all these little things just start coming together. And you're like, oh, my God. It's just insane. You know? Oh, wow. I love the story. That's what these games are all about is just the story that's being told. And it's, it would really help if you knew the stories in the other games. Because once you get to this one, there's a lot of things that have happened. And you just may be going, what? But if So you, you'll definitely enjoy it more playing all of them. Exactly. Could you play this last one and still enjoy it? or I think so. Because they do explain. I'll give them that. They don't skimp on explaining things. Right. Which, I mean, can sound bad, but... They tell you everything that you need to know. So never feel like that you're going to walk into a situation and be like, I have no idea what they're talking about. They will explain it, I promise you. But you will know better what they're talking about had you played the other games. Because you'd be like, oh, I remember that. I remember this. Mm -hmm. And then you can piece it together and have the full story in your head. Because there were characters that I was seeing, and I was like, but this character was in the other game, weren't they? And that's where it kind of throws you off because like that was twenty years into the future. So how is this character here? So you just start scratching your head, going, maybe it's somebody connected. Maybe it's this person. Maybe there's something I'm missing. It's all explained. So excellent. Yeah, it was a great story. I loved. I loved playing it. It took a while. I'd say it's probably take you about twenty five hours, give or take. Because again, to me, for just the one or for the whole thing. If you were going through every, because it's a game okay. about multiple timelines, okay? When you play through a story, you'll go down, you'll have a decision. You go this way, you go that way. And that's what these games are all about, is that branching multiverse. So, so definitely replayability? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what it's all about. If you want to nice. see the true ending, you have to keep going. So if you play, you make a decision, and someone's going to die, you want to go back to that point in time and then play through again and take the other road and see where that leads you because all this will lead to other things that open up more paths more directions more story and okay the, you've got me intrigued because i love yeah. those kinds of games and the beauty of it is is that it's a game that's not going to force you to watch things you've seen before because if you had you'd be at a point where you're like oh come on if you've watched the scene Mm-hmm. You'll know because you can skip every bit of it. And it's like super fast forward until you get to a point that you've never seen. And then you're like, okay, now here we go. And then you can work the story from there. So they, they do kind of keep your time respected in the game. Okay. So I appreciate that. Because having to rewatch scene after scene after scene would kind of get old pretty quick. Sure. Yeah. If you didn't give them a skip button. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I got through that. Uh, all week, just kind of sat down and every day played a little bit more of the story. Got through it uh, Thursday, I think it was. And then I decided to finally go back to Guacamelee 2 because I oh, kind of got stuck on it at one point where they they put one of those challenges in front of you and you're like, I know I can do this. I know I can do this. What am I doing wrong? And I just... I think the day that I played it and I got stuck, I would I would had been playing long enough 
and my brain and everything was just eventually yeah nothing can catch up anymore you're like i just got to step away so i came back to it i was still having a moment to where i was just like all right but i wasn't frustrated you know i I had to stop and look at it and i was like i can do this this is doable what am i what do i need to do to make this happen and mm-hmm. it was just all about pacing. Don't rush it. Just pace yourself. Punch, punch, or jump, swish, whatever. Just pace mm-hmm. yourself. You'll get there. And that, when I when I kind of calmed myself to that pacing, got it. Done. Moved on. Nice. I was like, Ugh. So I just felt so much better. <laughs> Another platinum trophy maybe in the works? Well, probably not with this one because when a game says you got to beat it in hard mode, I'm like, ah, no. Oh. Yeah, no, no, I'm not going to do it because (laughs) I'm like, if I beat it once, I'm happy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I was actually talking to Todd about this uh, probably a few weeks back. The only game that I've really considered going back to and playing through on hard would be Spider-Man because they have I think it's you can play through it again, like the new game plus trophy or whatever. Sure. And then beat it on ultimate mode so i was like i'm curious i mean i want to play through the game again just for the story alone i could care mm-hmm. less about all the side mission stuff so yeah i would go through it again and that's all it requires is just the story yep there you go. nothing else so i i've cons- i actually have kind of dabbled in it you know just taking a few moments just to see how hard ultimate is Mm-hmm. doesn't seem hard <laughs> I don't well, maybe because be, you're familiar with the control schemes and everything now. Yeah, so maybe. I mean, I don't want to come off like it, I'm being arrogant about it. I, I just, it doesn't feel hard to me anymore. Well, you maybe know, like, the thing is, it's just like the enemies have more HP or, or something like that's that. That's what I was you know? trying to figure out, but nothing feels like it's changed. I don't know. I assume that maybe as I go along, because I mm-hmm. remember having, I struggled when I first started playing it, you know, until I got familiar with everything because... I admit this, and it's it's a sad, sad thing that I'm having to admit here, but I died on the Kingpin, which is your very first boss, several times before I was like, what am I doing wrong? Why can't I get this right? Because there was just something about the movements that I hadn't quite gotten familiar with yet. Mm-hmm. So they were throwing a lot at me, especially him running at you and just knocking you down. Those those enemies, for whatever reason, have been like my bane in that game. Like yeah. I just I hate them. <laughs> he was one of those guys, and it just kept messing me up. But now, when I fought him on ultimate mode, I was done. You know, I had that rhythm. I, I knew right. what to expect. So, I don't know why. I, I guess it's it's just really, if you're familiar with it enough, you're going to play it. You're going to be good mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. So, I'm just, uh, I'm just saying. Just it, awesome. I just, know, feel, just I feel awesome good about it. it. I feel good about it. Okay. Uh talk about a little bit of news i don't have too too much but i've got i've got some interesting bits so uh the first thing i have i don't know if you heard about this but there was a twitch streamer who must have been very desperate for views because he paid the ultimate price when he chose to stream a session of the closed alpha for anthem okay now if you're part of that or even if you're not, you may know that uh, that action alone put him in direct violation of the NDA that he assigned yes. for access into the alpha. And because of that, EA quickly shut down his Origin browser and removed every single game in his library. 
Oh. Yeah. Furthermore. <laughs> I'm sure. Yep. I was going to say. <laughs> Furthermore, the game's producer uh, pointed out to numerous alpha participants on Twitter that they, too, were violating the NDA because they were publicly discussing connectivity issues on Twitter. Oh, damn. Yeah. They're not messing around. Okay. No, they are not. So, I don't know if those particular players lost their libraries. Uh, There wasn't too many other reports to say to the contrary. But, the one guy, there is no word as to whether or not he's even going to get it back. And something tells me, probably not. Because if you start looking through that fine print... Uh-huh. They probably have a little clause in there that says if you violate this, we will take everything. I'm surprised you're not saying there's like massive fines that are happening too. There could be. But yeah. as far as I know, to the at this moment that's all that's happened. So these people need to understand what an NDA is. Well, and- it's closed. They're pretty clear on it. Yeah. They're pretty clear on it. I mean, I don't want to speak on behalf of the t- the, the Twitch streamer, whoever it may be. Uh, mm-hmm. But, um, it, yeah, that, that's, that's, they're very clear on those things when you get oh, yeah. into closed anything, you know, yeah. uh, especially in this day and age. A lot of the times there's a message that will pop up that's like, by the way, mm-hmm. as an extra precaution, this is just for you in your living room right now, all right? Or yeah. wherever you play your game. Oh, I'm sure this guy was trying to get some. You know, attention. Oh, I'm sure he thought it might help bump his... Uh, but did it... Uh, now, my curiosity now, and you may not even know this, did it have even a category on Twitch? Because if I it's don't. closed, it shouldn't even have its own category yet. I doubt it. Mm. I really doubt it. I mean, not saying that that mattered, but... Uh, no, but I would assume that maybe he did something to draw attention to himself. I think I would love to see that actual video of him, his game just going down. <laughs> Right? Yeah. I wonder if it's still on. I, I, does, I wonder if he still has his Twitch even. I wonder if they I even, don't know. I mean, it's not. Eh, mm. Yeah. I mean, I, you might have to send me the name. I might, I, my own curiosity is getting the best of me now. <laughs> I'm yeah, go check yeah. the person out. So we'll have to look him up. Uh, anyway, the mm, next thing that I have is uh, we've spoken uh, about the ongoing legal actions that Rockstar Games has been pushing for against certain modders who are attempting to cheat their GTA Online system. Mm-hmm. Now, earlier this year, Take-Two filed a lawsuit against a modder by the name of Johnny Perez for selling the modding software known as Elusive. Take-Two estimated that Perez cost the company around half a million dollars in you know, profits because of yeah. his nonsensical thing here. And he even they even tried to reach a settlement with Perez, but he refused, which kind of seems stupid. So now this case has been taken to the New York federal court where the company is asking for, which this seems a little small, but maybe this is all they can ask for, only $150,000 plus court costs. And they're asking for an order to prevent him from modding their games ever. So he'll, he'll be banned from ever doing that again. Now, granted, that's not going to prevent him from other games, just not their How games. Can- I'm curious how that would work. How do you ban someone specifically unless you're just banning them from the game itself? I would probably say that it'll it'll probably work more like a, uh, what do you call it, uh, restraining order. So if he violated oh. that, they could probably enforce it. Come and, back at you. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think a lot of people were asking, is this too harsh what they're doing to, to this guy, to modders? 
if you're costing them money, not really. I don't. I don't and if you're taking like... away the advantage of gameplay from other people as well, like that, I mean, it, there's a difference between modding because you want a different dress on your character, mm-hmm. or what what they're doing to either get them more money or make them be better at the game somehow that the game wasn't programmed to do. You know, I, like those to me are two different categories. Yeah. And if you were given, if you were told to stop given an option as an out and didn't take it, you, you kind of know what you're doing, right? Sure. And I think a lot of these people just do it to be dicks. You know, they'll come on there and ruin everyone's fun because it's like, aha, it's more because fun they can. for me. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't really care. I, I mean, anyone who's going to use this, I understand that cheating is an old, old thing we used to do for old games. But mm-hmm. certain games work in cheat codes for a reason. Well, that's what I was saying. They had the cheat codes, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is not cheat codes. This is just you being a jerk. And it was your own game. Yeah. A single player game. It wasn't like you were playing online with other people. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like to me, that's also a difference. If it's a single player experience and that's what you want. Okay, then fine. That's why I can't, uh, I can't abide playing online with people, you know, unless it's people that I know and that we can play alone. It's just people are assholes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it boils down it kind to. of is right like it's it's sad i'm kind of the same way i don't want to play online just because yeah you're just gonna keep killing me or i wanted to just do this thing yeah. or whatever mm-hmm. you know and then and we've already discussed how much of a gripe a grou- uh, grouch i am with pvp anyway <laughs> so because i'm not good at it but yeah. so i don't know I, i'm uh, more power to take two and rockstar keep doing what yeah. you're doing I know that some people won't agree, but I don't care. Well, Uh, they're probably the ones that want to cheat, so. For sure. (laughs) So, uh, let's talk about some quickets. I actually have quite a few of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, First up, this is a pretty big announcement, I felt. Uh, There was uh, an announcement for some new Monster Hunter World goodies. The first is an expansion known as Iceborne, which is complete with a brand new story. And monsters that are going to come out in autumn of next year. So that's long term. You know, this isn't anytime soon. However, the bigger announcement, I feel, I think the one that everyone's going to be more excited about, which is happening sooner, is a collaboration with CD Projekt Red to bring in Geralt of Rivia. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh, all right. And is that going to be on all the platforms, I imagine, right? Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So that was kind of an interesting bit. When I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, I'm in. That seems to fit in my brain, too. For sure, yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to add, granted, you know, trailers can be misleading, but the trailer that they showed almost made it seem like he's not just going to be a skin. Almost like that there could be a story. Uh, granted, don't hold me to that. Right. I'm just Take it with a grain of salt. But they in the trailer, they showed him teleport in via a portal and he's like this is why i hate portals you know like his usual bit from the game so i was like that would be cool if they just did a little story with him yeah yeah nice little like maybe half hour hour little side quest thing yeah no totally but i'm not gonna hold my breath on it i just thought ah that would be cool (laughs) right right so we'll see yeah but yeah i'm excited about that i kind of want to jump back in just for that alone Right. Get some full. Exactly. I mean, the full Witcher gear fits into the world. It really it's not does. Weird, like. And the Witcher really already new. had like that mythological. Yeah. Every, yeah, I think it totally fits. I think it totally fits. This would be cool. Fit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, uh, the next thing I got is there was a trailer for the next and last, as far as we know, Spider-Man DLC, Silver Lining. Uh, they did not go the route that I was hoping. It's Silver Sable. It's fine. It's fine. I had a great idea, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if they would just listen to the damn podcast. <sighs> anyway, <laughs> uh, they also dropped the three new suits that are coming out, and I'll tell you what they are, and then just know that later we're going to be talking about this again because okay. the internet is the internet. Uh, first of all, there's the Aaron Ackerman armor, which no one except the most diehard comic fans will know what that is. It, yeah. There was a... Um, well, there's the new movie that just came out, Into the Spider-Verse. Mm -hmm. Before they did that, in the comics, there was a run known as... Uh, in, well, it wasn't Into the... Edge of the Spider-Verse. Okay. And then they did a Spider-Verse series, limited, limited series, where all the Spider-Men from all over were teaming up, much like the way this movie's going. They did story bits where they would showcase just one Spider-Man from wherever. And I think mm -hmm. it gave creators an opportunity just to tell a small little Spider-Man story however they wanted. And in one reality, there was a man by the name of Aaron Ackerman, and he was the Spider-Man of whatever Earth that was. I think he was Japanese, I want to say, and he was a doctor. So he's not Peter Parker at any point in any way, mm -hmm. but he had this armor, and he died in that comic, or in that story. Oh. So okay. this is his armor from that particular story. Only been seen that one time, never again, until now. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty cool little armor, I guess. Not the choice that I would, would have went with, but what do I know? Yeah, uh, they're just trying to be unique. Yeah. Uh, the other one was a cyborg Spider-Man. I have no idea what that's from. I was actually trying to figure that figure that out. It's probably out there, but this could also be one of their, you know, specially made just for the game. Yeah, suit. So I don't something know. for fun to yeah. run around in. Yeah. But the last one, and I think this is where a lot of people got their panties in a bunch. And again, we'll talk about that later. Is it's a Spider-Man suit that is the Into the Spider-Verse Spider-Man suit. Peter's okay. suit from that movie. So it's traditional, but the the design is based off that. So he looks okay. like that character from that movie. And not only that, but that last suit comes with a special promotion, if you're interested, that offers up a free voucher for this DLC, a dynamic theme, and avatars upon pre-ordering Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from the PlayStation Store. So if you want that stuff, there you go. Go buy the go. movie and, and you can get this all for free. Sounds great. But again, we'll get back to that other thing later. Um, don't know if you saw this, but uh, Mortal Kombat 11 is releasing on April 23rd. As of oh, right now, that's date. what they said. Okay. And is up for pre-order right now, and they're offering up Shao Kahn as a pre-order bonus, much like they did Goro in the last game. Mm -hmm. And they are promising six new fighters as part of the season pass. So I'm curious to see who they're going to bring into the mix this time. Because yeah. the the DLC that they did, the, the combat mm -hmm. packs or whatever, that's actually one of the things that sold me on the game yeah. and wanting to get in there because... 
I don't know why, but I'm a real sucker for Jason Voorhees. If you slip him into a game, I'm there. I'm just like, yeah. right, I got to do it now. I got And I he was a pain play. in the butt, too, Yeah, when you're fighting against him. So that was that was a selling point for me. I yeah. was just like, I got I to gotta play this now. I got I to gotta get it. I think it was one of the first time, one of the few games that I actually pre-ordered. Oh. And that was the reason why. <laughs> so, he couldn't buy them separately later on? You could, but okay. they they announced him. They were just like, "This is happening." I was like, oh, "I gotta have this game." <laughs> Rip my wallet. Yep. Even though he did, he wasn't released when the game came out. I was just like anticipating. You knew you like, were gonna get him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna get him one day." Uh, Epic Games shut down a website known as FNBR Leaks, which is a well-known site that actually leaked information about their upcoming Fortnite events. Oh, shut it all down. Wow. Yeah. I think they're uh, starting to be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. I mean, the store is <laughs> is indicative of that. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. We're coming for you, Valve. <laughs> coming at you. This this next bit. Oh, I'm so excited. You have no idea. Suda51, who we, I've talked about on the show numerous times, big fan, missed him at PAX. Mm-hmm. It just still breaks my heart that I didn't get to meet the man. Said in said in a recent interview that Travis Strikes Again is not No More Heroes Three, and this game's success is vital to making three happen. So this is a sidebar. So where I was sitting there thinking, man, they went off the rails with this game. They didn't. This is not the oh. third one. So this is just. Yay, it's a sign. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yay. Restoring my faith. <laughs> oh, it did. Because I was just like, this can't be the direction they're going. I mean, it was just, I didn't hate the game. I was just like, but this is not what the other games were. Yeah. You know, this felt like a step down. And now I know why. <laughs> now you know what's going on. <laughs> he Excellent. said, no, I've got plans for three. We just got to get there. He said, if this game succeeds, three can happen. I was like, money. Ah. Uh. Here, take it, take it, take it. Start, yeah. Take all my money. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, nice. I'm happy for you. He also stated, and again, take all of this with a grain of salt like I am, mm-hmm. that they aren't contractually obligated to Nintendo. Oh. He wasn't saying that they didn't have a good working relationship with them, but when people were asking about ports, he's like, well, you know. We've done it before. Just saying. Because mm. so like, it was on the Wii, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. the reason it didn't really shift over, because, I mean, Sony had their Move controllers, but it was all about those Move, yeah. the Wii remotes and stuff like that. It was vital to to the gameplay. Mm-hmm. You've got them now. You've still got them for the PlayStation 4. I would love to see ports of 1 and 2. I could sell my Wii versions. That's the only reason I still have them. Yeah. You know? Because I don't want to be without my copies of those games. I love those yeah. games. So, fingers crossed, it'll happen at some point. I just I hate that he's locked down with Nintendo, where I know he can be so much better. Right. Elsewhere, but that's not a slight on Nintendo. I'm just saying that's my opinion. Saying he just wants the game to a wider audience. Exactly. It yeah. needs a wider audience. Uh, what else I got? Oh. There's going to be new gameplay for Beyond Good and Evil 2 said to premiere next week, so I'm kind of looking forward to that. I want to see more of that. I've been looking forward to that game for mm-hmm. how long now? 14 years? 
Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> long overdue. Uh, the ESRB rating for Resident Evil 2 remake warns of obvious blood and gore, but also microtransactions? So, how is that going to work exactly? But on what, though? Yeah. You have to buy bullets. <laughs> I don't know that for sure. I thought that was... Uh, well, I mean, I'm trying to... Well, shit. Think about it. Know. Think about it. That's People, what I'm trying to think of. Like, what would you microtransact? Think, I mean, seriously, think about this. The game is hard. You're yeah. always limited to your weapons and mm-hmm. your, your ammo. You put a little thing in here that or says, Or even hey, your herbs. Yeah. You Do you need something? Here's... Did, did you did you enter a a, a boss scene and didn't mm-hmm. quite prep? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here, buy all this. It'll go directly into your box. All the ammo and herbs and everything that you need, all for just one low low price. Dislike button. But we don't know that for sure. I don't. But I'm trying to think of what it would be. Dang it. No. I mean, we just solved a financial problem that they have, and you know people would do it. Because yeah, oh, for sure. Those those people who don't know how to play Resident Evil games, who just like to uh-huh. unload their clips, and they're like, I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. Money for bullets. Yep. Just saying. <sighs> but we don't know that for sure. We're I know, but that would make We're me sad. That would make me sad. I wouldn't I wouldn't buy into it. But especially like with a single-player game. That's why I'm like, really? Because mm-hmm. you don't really see those unless it's for like skins. or Well, even that, I don't know. Yeah. I'll reserve we're, judgment. We're just speculating. We don't know. Yes. Okay, uh, Nintendo has apparently applied for new trademarks for Metroid Other M and Super Mario Galaxy. Hmm. Something tells me they're going to port them over to the Switch, guaranteed. I gotcha. Uh, we actually got a release date for Episode 3 of The Walking Dead Final Season. Oh, yeah, it's okay. coming out on January 15th. Oh, nice. Good, good. So, we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, the first teaser posters for Sonic the Hedgehog were released, yes. uh, giving us a sneak peek of the live-action version of the title character, and man, people are just It's very divided, happy. yeah. yeah. Because I don't know. I, I've seen some people do some fan stuff, like, directly after that, that looked pretty cool, mm-hmm. and, you know, some that's just, well, I don't know why it was made, but it was. <laughs> because of the internet, that's Because why. people can, because of the internet, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I don't want to judge until we see him completely because right, right. there was i don't know if you saw this but there was a, a leaked promo piece that mm-hmm. for whatever reason chris pratt was in I, i'm assuming maybe at one point he was being considered so they were putting together promo material for sure what this could look like and they showed this rendering of sonic but he did not look like the sonic we saw in this poster he looked shorter I guess it would kind of be, in essence, more to the classic version of Sonic, where he's smaller, okay. but mm-hmm. he still kind of looked very textured with his hair and everything like that. But he didn't have like the the big athletic arms and legs that everybody are freaking Man out hands. over. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what he's going to look like. I don't know yeah. if that's. I I don't think that's going to be an indicator as to what he's going to look like. That just could have been an early render to see how it would look. Right. I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. 
Just well, I feel like we, that's what it's going to be, right? If they're already releasing that as its official sneak trailer with that five second thing. Like, I yeah. feel like that's what they've settled on. Mm. Now, granted, we only are seeing a silhouette. So they're clearly hiding a lot of it for either reveal reasons or maybe there will be some tweaks here or there. I think um, once uh, they do a trailer, once they release that, that's where we'll get to see them. And then they'll probably put out a, a poster where it's like, oh, yeah, now you get to see Sonic. and Right. Because we we don't even know what dr robotnik or eggman or whatever the hell they're going to call him in the we don't know mm-hmm. what that's going to look like i'm curious as hell because yeah. jim carrey you know it's just like that's weird because all uh-huh. i can imagine is just his head this big round fat suit around him and then two stick legs which he could pull off but how is that going to translate on screen don't know i don't know I don't, know I don't know. I feel like I, I i i guess i was imagining when and if they ever did that that it would have been a complete cgi Kind of like how they did with, like, the Pokemon movie. Yeah. I mean... And when it wasn't people in a Pokemon suit. You know what I mean? Sure. It was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just built, but... Well, I kind of feel like that's what they're doing right when I keep hearing about the, the Super Mario Brothers movie coming mm-hmm. from Illumination. I mean, that's the people who did the Minions movie. Just go... I mean, I, I have an idea. I've mentioned this several times on this podcast. I have an idea for a Super Mario Brothers movie in my head, mm-hmm. live action. But... I respect the direction they're going, just doing an animated, because it's probably going to just be so much easier. Mm-hmm. And just do it that way and simplify Probably it. please more people that way, too, oh, sure. instead of the nitpicking because, on, yeah. Because it'll look like how you want them to look. So I'm, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm curious to see what they do. I think certain things just belong in animation. Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. might be one of those things that just needs to stay there. Yeah. So. Not only know. Know, and we could be wrong. Yeah, but absolutely. could they end up being amazing for all we know? Yeah, but the track record for video game movies, <laughs> yeah, is yeah. low. So we'll it see. Is. We will see. Uh, finally, a pre-production on a film adaptation of Metro twenty thirty three has been put on hold due to script issues that were apparently attempting to Americanize the plot. And if you're familiar with those books and the games, it all takes place in Russia. So they wanted to take place in DC. And the author's like, nope, nope, not going to happen. Yeah. And I think sometimes... You Is it just... because of our climate right now, you think, that they're trying to change it over? Oh, or? Sure. Well, anything that it's American, you know, we try to port it over here. We Americanize the hell out of it. We do it yeah. all the time. Just leave it. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. If it can work crossing the, the, the gap, I mean, fine. But some things, I mean, this is... It belongs in Russia. What does it hurt to just be yeah. in Russia? It's not like we've never made movies that take place in Russia before. Exactly. I don't know. Okay. Truth or trash time. All right. Got a few. Uh, three. Well, actually four. Four all um, connected in some way. Yeah. So, um, but that's that's the nature of what we're doing right now because there was there was announcements and things and assumptions people were making. So we'll start with the non-connected one first. Uh, that would be Persona 5 is coming to the Nintendo Switch next year. I don't say truth. Okay. Yeah, I could see that very easily. I mean, considering the Joker announcement, mm-hmm, I, think, exactly. I think the Nintendo people are going to be demanding something like that. So Nintendo yeah. needs to kind of work that together. So, And I could see that being played on a handheld, too. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, here's where we're going to get into the uh, real rumor categories. Oh, okay. 
Mortal Kombat 11 will have a heavier focus on microtransactions. <sighs> the skeptic in me wants to say truth because I feel like that's just what every company wants to keep shoving on you. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to say truth. Okay. Don't forget. I want to be um, wrong, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, let's not forget the, um, was it the fatal fatality tokens? Yeah. Easy yeah, fatalities yeah. for five ninety nine. Yep, exactly. Or whatever it was. Uh, also, Mortal Kombat 11 will bring back the friendship finishers. Ooh. Truth. Okay. Because I hope so. Yeah. I mean, they brought yeah. back. What was it? Babalities two right? years ago? Where, or I said two years ago. Part nine. Two, two games, games ago. ago yeah. There we go. <laughs> okay. Now here's here's one. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for you because this is kind of three in a way. Okay. So you can tell me which one you think by each one. Okay. Okay. Mortal Kombat eleven will feature the following DLC characters. Spawn. Ooh. Mm, trash. Okay. Because I feel like I haven't given one yet. <laughs> and I, 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 I mean, I know they can bring back characters without any kind of new resurgence, but I feel like we haven't been talking about them. So mm-hmm. and maybe that could be why they would do it. But anyway, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my first in, uh, for my first answer. OK. Michael Myers. Truth. OK. And the last one. Hold on to your chair. OK. Ash Williams. Truth, please. I just want it to be true. And I know you probably could have thrown that in there just so I, you know, get excited. But I didn't yeah. say it. No, I, mean, I would, I would, I would, I would, I mean, they, they are supposed to be making a video game. Mm-hmm. Bruce would do it. So we'll see. We'll please. See. Because if you do, then I actually would buy the game. Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've had anything against Mortal Kombat and I've played them in the past, but I've never been such a diehard fan that I felt the need to always buy them when they come out. Like me with Jason. You would have a, a desire to want it at that Just point. Just to own everything Bruce Campbell because I'm obsessed. It's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Now, see, what I'll buy dis- things I won't even play just because I know he's in it. What would disappoint me the most, though, is if they pulled that crap that they did with, uh, what was it, Poker Night that they had? That little. Did you ever play that? It was I don't a think tell- so. T- it was a telltale game called. Uh, I felt like it was something more than just Poker Night. But they had characters playing poker together. And Ash was one of the characters, but it was not voiced by Bruce Campbell. And it was oh, just like one of those, why would you even put this character in here without the man's voice? That's just stupid. Yeah, because you know? I feel like Bruce would have been very easy to yeah. either A, voice it, or B, like buy the rights to sound bites that, you know, been used from other games or yeah. movies or something. It just seemed like such a missed opportunity. I was like, you, why are you putting this particular character in here? The only person that he's really associated with. And you can't oh, get for sure. voice? So far is the only one. Yeah. Bruce is Ash. I don't think... It's like an Indiana Jones situation. No one else is going to take that character. Period. Yeah. I mean, even even looking at the, the remake of The Evil Dead that they did, did they put Ash in it? No. No. No, they like, went with nope, a... We're not going to do that. Right. I mean, well, he was at the end, right? If we want to well, get Well, yeah. But, but, he, but it was him. <laughs> but yeah, he wasn't in it. Yeah. Like, as a character, sure. Mm. 
But so, yeah, I don't know. No, they went with a completely different kind of protagonist in a different area altogether. Because you can't. Yeah. I know he said he's okay. We're digressing again. Yeah, we are. But I, I, I can right. totally keep going on that. So <laughs> let's move on before I get in a rant. <laughs> All right. Well, last one that I have. Uh, Blind Squirrel Games. They're the company that worked on the Bioshock collection, and they mm-hmm. did the Sims 4 console ports. They are quietly working on a remastered version of the Mortal Kombat trilogy. Truth. Okay. Just because I feel like that's a thing now. Mm-hmm. We're just remastering everything, yeah. I'm curious if they would... I don't want to say fix... If they would refine the controls for those games. I would hope so. Especially since they're so old. Yeah. You know? They're they're a little stiff when you go back and play them, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So I feel like if you could just make them snappier. Right. work. I don't know. It It might ruin the whole thing. So we don't know. But there you go. There's your truth to trash. Okay. All right. Uh, let's and watch some... Spawn will be the only one that's correct. <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> All right. Uh, weird news. Weird news. Okay. <clears throat> Is there sex in it? Uh, no. All right. I like Sorry, how I you went so country. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I wanted to make it feel like he was just there for a minute. I mean, it was good. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I was pretty close. <laughs> okay. Um. First of all, let's talk about since Super Smash Brothers came out, what was it, almost a week ago, maybe a mm-hmm. little bit over a week ago, uh, a few things happened, you know, that I just don't didn't feel like they were newsworthy. They're weird newsworthy. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, some kids got the cops called on them while they were playing a few sessions of Super Smash Brothers, and I'm assuming <laughs> it was because of noise, you know, people mm-hmm. got to be jerks. But you know what happened? You know what happened? When the cops showed up and they saw what they were playing, they joined them for a match or two. How about that? Instead of well, being jerks about it, they were like, oh, we'll play with you. Oh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. So, yeah. And a little uh, worrying if they were on duty, but okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, th- I mean, that's good for the, that's good community image. That is good, good community gaming, yeah. yeah. Okay. But on the other side of this coin, uh, there was a school that went into full panic mode, fearing that there was a school shooting imminent after a kid who was apparently a very excited Super Smash Brothers fan uh, went to the whiteboard in the classroom, took a marker, and wrote December 7th, time 2, and then drew the Smash logo. And then everybody was like, <gasps> he's going to kill yeah, everybody! No, yeah, especially, yeah, I could see that. So classes were canceled a full day because, you know, everyone panicked and didn't think to look into that just a little bit closer before. Well, and yeah, I can kind of out. understand, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to. I hate that just I guess I hate that we're in this day and age that that has to be a thing. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, if sure. it was back in my day, back in my day. Right. <laughs> if, if that happened, the teacher would look at it and say, what the hell does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, they wouldn't have get that off my board. But no, we're not in my day anymore. We're not in my day anymore. Uh, do, you, do you remember when we talked about that uh, Mortal Kombat 11 trailer music that they did at the yes. Game Awards? And it was just like, the, I'm going to beat you up at the ball. Whatever that is. Apparently, I wasn't the only one that uh, did not like it. 
So some guy went and like removed the music <laughs> and l- put it out there into the world and said, "Hey, here you go, do what you please." Here, so, I fixed your trailer. Yeah. And so the internet has, you know, responded accordingly. The one though that I kind of looked at and I kind of felt was taking it beyond just fixing it and kind of subverted it into some form of parody is a guy used uh, the Electric Light Orchestra's Mr. Blue Sky and (laughs) edited it in a way that made it resemble the opening to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 (laughs) because the moment Raiden goes in and like smashes Uh, Scorpion, it freezes and like Mortal Kombat 11. And then the music's just kicking (laughs) up. Oh my God, I looked that up. So it's pretty funny. So it's it's out there in the world, people. If you want to go find these uh, these newly edited trailers for the game, uh, oh, that's great. Now, finally, kind of uh-huh. going back to what we were talking about with the um, the suits from Spider Man. Oh, God, players of this game are upset. They are upset because Insomniac did not reveal one of the new suits to be. The Sam Raimi Spider-Man suit. Okay. There's Is that weird to you that they didn't? or I don't understand everyone's obsession with it. Because oh, it was okay. just like, it's a great suit. Okay, first of all, I remember everyone bitching and complaining that the webs were raised. So suddenly everyone loves the suit now. And furthermore, it's yet another suit. This is This is my complaint. Like with the Into the Spider-Verse suit, it's mm-hmm. yet another suit that is just a Spider-Man suit. You can color well, it different. maybe they couldn't find anything to complain about that day. Yeah. But, I, I mean, if you look in the game, you have your classic Spider-Man suit. You've got the mm-hmm. Homecoming suit, which looks just like it. You've got the one that looks like a cartoon version of the Spider-Man suit. And then now you have the Into the Spider-Verse suit, which is still just a basic Spider-Man suit. It's nothing unique you know it's nothing different it's that just colored different or the palette so you just got those fans that are upset that like they got shunned or something yeah i mean do we know for a fact it's not coming or they're just upset because it wasn't being shown yet well let's actually get into that because responses from fans uh, have claimed that insomniac has not listened to a word they've said okay now here's what insomniac said because you know people have been Oh, we want the Sam Raimi suit. We want it. We want it bad. Mm-hmm. And then they've just been pushing. Now, granted, we don't even know the legal situation, uh, you know, around that suit. Oh, that's there, true there too. could be loopholes as to why they can't put the suit in there. Now, Insomniac's response to all these people saying, "You're not listening to us," they said, and I, I love this. This is a quote: "Listening does not always mean we will do what people tell us to. We hear you." Hearing doesn't mean we will always act or follow. And then, of mm-hmm. course, that led to players being even more outraged, saying <laughs> the f- these are these are actual tweets. These are very childish responses, in my opinion. Sure. The first one says, that's like going to a restaurant, make your request, then the employee says, I heard, but I do not know if I feel like it. How would you feel? The right thing, the right thing to do is, that's that's what I love about it, you know. This mm-hmm. is the right thing to do. They're telling them, yeah. Yeah. You choose the suits for votes, and then you let the fans vote, 
because your staff doesn't know how to choose suits. Yeah. Now keep in mind okay. too. Keep in mind too. Let's look back at the into the Spider Verse that I was talking about. Granted, I'm not like super excited about it, but there's a promotion attached to it now. There's mm-hmm. probably a reason the suit is in the game now because you're not only promoting the movie that just came out, but now you have this promotion. There's a whole reason Sony did that. I'm sure they mm-hmm. paid Insomniac to say, hey, could you put that in there? And then we'll just mm-hmm. do this little cross-promotion thing. I'm like, yeah, sure. Money. They got paid. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. And, all right, here's, here's another one. Uh, I'm disappointed in this. Last time I ever buy DLC from you guys without fully knowing what I'm paying for, should have just told us from the beginning there wouldn't be a Sam Raimi suit. Oh, because that's the only reason why you wanted the game. Yeah, not to play it, not mm-hmm. to have fun with it, just to. Yeah, okay. you should you should have told us it wasn't going to be there. And then finally, I think this is the the most ridiculous one. The Sam Raimi suit from the first three has been the most wanted suit for the game for a very long time. If you don't give people what they want the most, why would we buy another Spider-Man game or any other game from you, really? You know, I don't know. I kind of like, I I, I like that Insomniac said that, though. I I guess it's because, like, being in a customer service perspective, Mm -hmm. I understand that people like to throw around that I'm never going to do this again as a threat. But honestly, when you hear it so much, a lot of us in a customer service perspective go, okay, good, because I don't want to deal with you anymore. I just, so keep that into the. Pro- I'm not saying that's what they're doing. No, but, but it's just like I understand. But throwing fits is like I think people need to understand is the least likely way to get something. Yeah, I mean d- these responses are so childish. Like you just right. this is what you're supposed to do. It's like no, they don't have no. a legal obligation to you whatsoever. You know, and I kind of like that some of these gaming companies are like, look, buy it or don't. Then yeah. You know, like that's this how that's how this works. You I don't want to play a woman in a in a war game, then don't buy the game. You know, like and and furthermore, I think even this this one guy saying it's the most requested suit, I doubt it. You know, I'm sure everybody wants the black suit with the white spider, the venom suit. That's everyone's mm-hmm. favorite suit, and I understand why they didn't put it in here. But come on, dude. I mean, this right. suit is not. No, just, they're just trying to make it sound more than it is because they want it oh, so yeah. badly. I still, I still wish. Even right now, I would. I, if if they came out with this one suit and charged, I don't care if it was a dollar to five dollars. I don't care. I'd, I'd do it just to kind of antagonize these types of people. I wish. I wish so bad they would. Instead of going the Raimi version, they go back to the 1970s and get that live action suit. Oh, God, please. And it's just, you know, the most ridiculous looking costume because it's just, I don't know. Or even go even farther back and grab the old 1967 animated where there's like okay. no webs all over the suit except for the head. <laughs> it's just like a red pajama suit. And then people yeah. just be like, you get this garbage. Get no, or put in the Raimi one now, but charge him like 20 bucks for it. Oh, yeah. Ah, I'm not buying this. I thought you, you so wanted it. Yeah. Now prove it. Exactly. It's like show it, show us how much is worth to you. Someone would buy it, you know they would. Oh, for sure. And those that are saying they're never going to buy it again, they will. They would. <laughs> We're gamers that will get the best of us. Usually around this time, we have our "I'd buy that for a dollar" segment, but I didn't have anything, but. Instead, okay. we're going to transition into a little interview that Lacia and I did with a yes. uh, game developer. 
and uh, we'll send you over to that right now. Alright, we are sitting down right now with uh, Ramus Ramusen. Is that correct? Rasmus. Rasmus. Did I not say that or, right? Or he said we could call him Ras. 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 Let's just like call him Ras. With an R on it. Or, you know, you could call me by my uh, online handle, the print, but, but that seems like not personal. Oh, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself before we dig in a little deeper. I'm a weird guy who's done all kinds of stuff, uh, but in this context, uh, it's probably uh, more relevant to talk about the video games that I've been making. Uh, I just put out my sixth indie title, um, which is uh, a newspaper simulator called Above the Fold. Uh, but when I'm not making games, I work in the gaming industry. So there. Yes. <laughs> all right. Perfect. <laughs> Now we did. We I actually got to look into Above the Fold. Lacia, you said that you actually you've got to play it. I did. Uh, he was very kind, and I I actually got to play it through the alpha phases as well before it released. So I've got it, to. It's still in alpha. Right. Well, uh, before it released, mm-hmm. so let's put it that way. Before before you could purchase it on Steam, and uh, so I've I've gotten to see how how lovely it's turned out from its earlier stages into. You know the early access that you've got on Steam right now, which you can go get, and it's 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 been a lovely experience to get to be a part of it. So Yay. I do appreciate that. I do appreciate that. It's been a lot of fun. Well, tell everyone about the premise behind the game. Like, what is the the gameplay experience of Above the Fold? Um, so the very basic idea is that you build up and manage a newspaper and uh, as an editor. So you're not the owner of the newspaper. You're not sort of, it's not like a, a classic God game where you can rename all your uh, little uh, reporters and stuff, but you um, you have to sort of balance the credibility of the newspaper, make sure that you cover different uh, genres and story types. Uh, and then you sort of try to balance the available stories with uh, the skills and interests of your reporters. And then you put it all together on a front page and then you can publish an issue and then you can upgrade your office with even cooler things. So you can make even better issues and hire even cooler reporters and all those <clears throat> like pretty normal video game things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it definitely sounds unique. Yeah, it, 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 I, I found it quite interesting, especially now I love with all the updates and stuff like that, because earlier on, you know, it, it, it was fun because you have to balance, obviously, if you want to be very liberal or very conservative or very down right. the middle, you know, um, and, and I love the new screenshots and stuff that he's been showing about people who are like getting pissed now. If you go far too far one way or the other and just like the little angry letters that they'll send you. Right. Yeah. That was a request from from some of the early players. Um so when I first started making the game, I was so focused on just like getting the math right and the sort of the gameplay itself uh, that I, I didn't pay too much attention to the fluff part. And so a lot of the requests that I've been getting early on is for more fluff. Mm-hmm. And one of the uh, one of the strongest requests was to have a sample angry letter because one of the ways you can lose the game is if you get a thousand angry letters, uh, then the owner of the newspaper will fire you. So. Um, you don't want to get too many angry letters and people wanted to know like so why do i get the angry letters and what's in them so i had to sit down and go like okay i can i guess i can make some kind of generator that takes into consideration why did the number go up for this issue 
and then puts together some random insults based on these different categories of <laughs> of, of getting angry letters. So um, yeah, that was an interesting uh, little feature to add, and not one that I had originally planned. But it was it's like a a couple hours of work to put that one in, so it's fun. That's nice, yeah. Getting the feedback from the players has that been uh, pretty exciting, or that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. the, the game would not be what it is now if it, if it weren't for the people who have already fed back and continue to do so. Uh, it's really awesome. Uh, both people who just love the genre of games, like sim games, but mm-hmm. also people who have experience from actually working in at newspapers. So they're like, oh, don't forget about this thing. Or well, when I worked at a newspaper, we used to do this all the time and stuff like that. So oh, things that I didn't know. Yeah. Added a little bit more layers to it there then. That's, that's absolutely fantastic. So where did you actually get the idea for this game? I mean, what inspired you to make it? Uh, so back in the mid-90s, I worked uh, as the sort of uh, Q&A uh, guy at a role-playing game print magazine in Denmark. Uh, and that was a fun experience. And it sort of lit that fantasy of it would be fun to run a newspaper. But I don't actually want to run a newspaper. But the idea sort of percolated in my brain for several years. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I felt like my game design and coding skills were at a place where I could take on the project, that's when I started working on it. So you said that you had made other games. I mean, you had, uh, I did a little digging myself. You had games like uh, Togar's Quest, right? Crazy Cat Collector, and then your first one, which was Salvage Trader. Oh, yes. Were any of these titles, I guess, bigger successes than you expected, or were they just kind of what you expected them to be? Uh, I think they were probably all around what I expected them to be. Uh, so success is, is a weird word. Um, mm. it, it's like, how do you define it? If you're an indie game designer, I would not recommend that you define success as sales. Because okay. um, unless you're really good at marketing, you're not going to have a ton of sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just the reality of the situation. Sure. You're going to make some money, but... Um, Torgar's Quest, for example, um, took me about two years to make. It's just a roguelike dungeon crawl game. And I think I've probably, I have probably made around two grand. So you may, you do the math. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> uh, but that's totally as expected. And it was a learning experience. And that's really why I think you should be making games if you're an indie, is if you love making games and you just want to learn new stuff and, and you're going to build up a portfolio that's going to help you find a better day job and stuff like that, but you're not going to get rich off of your indie games. Sure. So for me, success is getting things like positive feedback and seeing that people actually play it. Uh, people like telling me, oh, man, I just unlocked this achievement or I wish it had this achievement, something <clears throat> like that. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you've arrived when people start pirating your stuff, you know, or yes, that, you know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I also noticed that you did some uh, mobile games as well. Is there a difference doing mobile games to desktop games, or at least that you've seen? Uh, I, I think really it comes down to what gaming experience you're looking for, um, both in terms of as, as for a player and also when you're designing a game. 
uh, I feel like mobile games are a really good place to, to experiment with some simple concepts. If, if you're an indie, I mean, I, I would not ever go into like free to play strategy games and try to compete with, with the big companies on, on the mobile platform. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend anybody doing that. Um, but, um, I think mobile is a fun place to do little things. And I also think that's why you see many of the mobile games that come out from indies are things like Flappy Bird and stuff like that, where it's simple concepts, but very well executed. I mean, right. and unless you're talking about ports from other platforms, but that's a different story. Uh, for me, desktop is more like the traditional gaming experience. Uh, I'm older, right? So I didn't grow up with a smartphone. You're probably in hands. safe company here with that. Uh, yeah. So- <laughs> Um, I, I like sitting at a desktop. I prefer yeah. using the keyboard shortcuts and having all the options and switching to a mouse. And I, I'm on my phone all the time. I don't want to play all my games on the phone. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's nice with your commute because I hear now, sure. you know, you started a new job and so you've got a nice long commute. So it's probably yeah. fun to have something like that to kill a little bit of time. Absolutely, no. but I, I end up spending most of my time on Twitter anyway. <laughs> it, doesn't it always suck you away? I don't get it. I get stuck in Twitter holes. Steven and I talk about that all the time. Yep. <laughs> I call like, it oh. my self-torture place. <laughs> People get stuck in wiki holes. I get stuck in like Twitter th- feeds for some reason. Oh, follow that comment, that comment. What am I doing with my life and why am I getting angry at this? You know. Yep. Now, I happened to notice when I was doing some digging as far as the mobile games go that a lot of them are not available now. Is that something you chose to do or is that just kind of the nature of the business as far as mobiles go? Uh, that's just the nature of the business. Uh, I haven't really done any mobile games in a while, uh, as in a couple of years. And I think the uh, iOS mobile store just moved on. <laughs> and I haven't updated the games because, you know, I have moved on as well. Right. Lisa, I've been asking a bunch of questions. You got any? Uh, well, I mean, kind of the one that always gets me curious. What What was the game or inspiration that made you go, you know what? I I want to start in this indie developer world. Oof. That really gave um, you the passion to want to like move forward and create games. Okay, so I'm trying to remember what it was called. Uh, <laughs> it, I, I don't actually remember the actual title of it, but it was um, a game design kit that allowed you to make... It was kind of like a, um, a game engine, but a really primitive one. Uh, okay. But it allowed you to draw simple like pixel graphics and like assign different actions and consequences and variables um, all on a Commodore 64 back in the day. Good old Commodore. That's, that's where I started. And that when and then I started learning coding basic from that. Uh, so I've been making games for like 30 years, uh, but I didn't do a lot of video games until recently. I mostly did tabletop role-playing game stuff. Solid. I know that usually uh, that, that, that those two things kind of blend together very well, which I, I never really expected. But uh, maybe that's why I'm not so good with the mobile games. <laughs> used to the old school stuff. I can I can respect the Commodore, dude. That I, I used to have one of those. I remember when Paint Program came out, and for some reason that was the most exciting thing ever. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it's like, hey, I could do something other than just type. Nice. Yeah. I was super jealous of my friends who had a disk drive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We got this, I think, when I finally got a Windows 95. Or was it 3.1? Oh, 
3.1 might have been my first one and then Windows 95 because I still have all those old games if I could get them to run. <sighs> Sigh, one day. So, so that retro vibe is also what I'm trying to capture a little bit in uh, Above the Fold because it's set in 1998 mm-hmm. and the game only lasts four years. And I did that because I wanted to set it before smartphones and blogs and stuff. And so you're you're kind of experiencing that in the game as that sort of enters the market it's it right. get harder for you to survive. <laughs> now, have um, you had but, feedback from younger players that don't quite get it? No, no. Not, not, I'm, I'm just nope, curious not, about that. Like, because if you've got kids that were born in like 95, 98, 2000, even that's playing your game going, I don't understand why I'm not on my phone getting, you know. <laughs> no, actually, I haven't had any uh, any young people question the setting. Uh, I've only had uh, older people question the setting. <laughs> Oh, interesting. Like, I was around then. Uh... Right. Uh, So, like, uh, it's like the kids are like, oh, yeah, I get it. Nobody reads newspapers now. That's Old people are like, whoa, what was wrong with the 90s? (laughs) Is there anything explicitly in the game going boo on this? You know, like, I wouldn't think so. So are you basically a solo team then? Do you do all your own coding, all your own writing? Uh, mostly. Uh, after Torgar's quest, I swore I would never do that again, and then I did it again. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, it's it's mostly because it's easier for me to just get started than to wait for me to have money to bring someone else on board. Sure. Uh, and that's that's basically how I end up doing this everything myself. Uh, I do have an artist waiting uh, in the wings, uh, and that was actually one of the reasons why I launched the game in early access, so that I could pool some funds to actually pay that guy to do some better art than what's in the game currently. Got you. What's what? what can you talk about what uh, what avenue you want that to take eventually? Oh yeah, sure. Um, so the art I'm using now is made by Kenny Studio, and it's uh, it's free stock art. But I kind of like the style. It's like a very mm-hmm. clean, uh, victory inspired style. Um, so when I wanted to replace that or decided I want to replace it with custom made art, what I did was I simply reached out to the guy who made that art and I said, hey, I want something kind of like yours, but not yours. Sure. I like <laughs> uh, the style. Rec- right. Yeah. Uh, and he recommended me somebody else. So I went with him and then we talked on Twitter and he's based in Holland, I think. It's one of those fantastic co- collaborations where you never meet face to face. He sent mm-hmm. me a quote and it was more than reasonable and yeah, now we're, I'm just waiting for him to be ready, and he's waiting for me to be ready. And ah, I can't wait go. to see how it is because I, I do like I do like the style, and uh, and especially watching it evolve from where it was when I first got my hands on it to now. It's right. uh, you can tell you're working really hard on this, and it's coming together very nicely. Um, so if you're definitely into like simulation games like this, like I, I love that the depth and the detail that it's starting to really take hold of. Cause I mean, I know when I first started it, a lot of these additives that you've put in, it was there, but not quite usable yet. And so right. it's, it's interesting now to see how that's taken shape. I still can't get over the 5,000 points. <laughs> you will. I will okay. eventually, yes. I think it was like, because at first, you know, you're trying to figure out, because I know when, you, when you're when you making the paper, you get to another screen, Stephen, I don't know, since you haven't gotten to play it, and you get stars allocated with how you lay out the paper. Mm-hmm. And I didn't actually know until I watched Azili stream it, that it, it kind of puts it already in the order of the highest stars. Is that what you were mentioning in chat? 
Right. If you if you don't care about your credibility and you don't care about the age groups you're appealing to and you don't care about the politics that you're – like the bias that you're sending out in the world mm -hmm. and you just want points, then you just have to go from the default ordering top to bottom. See, I always found myself like way too hard wanting it to be unbiased. And I don't but know that's, why. That's the beauty <laughs> of a simulation game. Yep. You set your own goals. And if you want to have a completely unbiased newspaper, then that's your goal. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always work, but, you know, I always tried. <laughs> you have to be careful who you hire, though, too, because you have, like, the extreme one way or the other, just straight yes. down the middle. And then sometimes in the early phases, you're like, well, I'll just take whatever journalist. It's early, right? You know? Right. <laughs> you're like, well, that's why all the young so people are getting So reporters have their own <laughs> bias, and then stories also have their own bias. So if you have, like, a super liberal um reporter and you assign him a conservatively biased story you might end up with something balanced uh if you assign a super liberal uh, reporter a super liberally biased story uh, you're going to end up with something that your conservative subscriber base is not going to be super happy about and you'll have more angry letters mm -hmm. which i can't wait to get more of those i know that sounds silly I'm just like, I'm going to I'm gonna have to one do one complaint. where I just go completely one way or the other just to see how many people I can piss off. <laughs> <laughs> I've had one complaint about the language in the angry letters. Oh. Um, uh. And so on that note, I will say that the more extreme your newspaper is, the more extreme the language gets in the letters. That's so fair. If, if you have like a lot of wingnuts amongst your subscribers, and that's on both sides, by the way, sure. in case anyone is wondering. Right. Uh, if you're not a center, then you'll get more like threats and F-bombs and stuff like that. Uh, but I will say if you're a very sensitive person and you don't like reading insults and harsh language, just don't click that angry letter button. You just don't look at it. Just pretend <laughs> it doesn't it. exist. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to read the sample letter. Okay. Oh, that's fair to put out. That's, that's fair to put out. Piggybacking off of what she asked about... Um... I guess working with other people and collaborating is that something that you have a a hard time getting people to kind of work with you or is you just kind of like working alone is it just easier uh i'm i'm somewhat introvert when it comes to my work uh i don't like presenting it to others until i feel it's ready uh, and so that's a problem if you're actually trying to recruit people to help you with it because that kind of defeats the purpose of the help uh, yeah. So I'm a little bit self-sabotaging in that respect, uh, but I'm also just impatient, and I just want to start. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, I do tend to involve people later on in the process, and so I have started involving more people at this point. Um, I mean – including the first batch of testers, right? And that's that's probably the first real outsiders, non-me non people that I involved. <laughs> now, I also noticed – like I said, I did I did a lot of digging here. You you dabble in some music. I listened to a few of your tunes on your website, and mm, that's um, right. I was I was pretty impressed. It was pretty awesome. So, with game design, you got music, and it even said on your website you you dabble in some writing. You got all these feathers in your cap. Which one would you say your true passion really is? None of them. <laughs> None of them. That's very easy. That's an easy answer, uh, but a difficult explanation. So um, it's a curse and a blessing. Um, I'm what you would, what some people call a polymath or renaissance person. I don't have one passion. My passion is to have many passions. I constantly 
shift around from one to the other. Um, I guess if you really have to define it, uh, you could say maybe storytelling is my passion because that's kind of the theme that sort of pops up whether I'm writing a song or making a video game or or even uh, doing photography or something like that. Um, so I guess storytelling, but it's not like a, this is my brand. It's more like, eh. <laughs> this, is, this was my passion today. Yeah, today my passion is video games. No, I mean, it's not that I change my interests out. It's just that I, I love all of these things. <laughs> well, it's nice to be that well-rounded at different talents, though. Yeah, 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 it just doesn't look very good on a resume. It doesn't, you said? No. Oh. As someone who was just on the job market. Okay. Recruiters, recruiters like focus. Oh. <laughs> well, if you're good at all of the things, I would think that that would be a commodity, but I, I don't know. I've never tried to venture into that avenue. So interesting. I wouldn't have thought that. Once you get past the recruiters and, and the algorithms, then it's a better, uh, it's a better skill set to have. So with Above the Fold now, it's an early access. It's on Steam. Is is that where you're kind of aiming for it to remain? Or do you ever kind of think about moving them to consoles or mobiles or anything like that? While in early access, is definitely going to remain on Steam, just to keep it simple. Um, right now, it's even only Windows only. Uh, the plan is definitely to include Mac uh, when we reach closer to beta. And I have a sort of a secret, not so secret dream of porting it to Switch. Ooh. But just because I, I like Switches and I want to buy one and I, I need an excuse to buy one. And so that's a really good excuse because obviously I can't port it to Switch without testing it rigorously. Mm -hmm. um, uh, so and they've been really the great with indie games too. They so have, that, yes. I mean... that, that is a big, a big reason why, actually. Yeah. Um, I have had a few people ask if I'm going to do a mobile port of it but i'm not seeing in my own head how the gameplay would be as fun but I, i'm thinking about that one right i think it could but yeah i can see the challenges there too with it being on a smaller screen like that as well oh and i've had mm -hmm. a couple of people ask about a linux version as well um that uh -huh. one depends on how many people ask i always forget about that yeah me too <laughs> I know there's still some diehard Linux fans out there, and it makes sense. Sorry, to Linux but... guys. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Windows just made everything too easy, right? So now. Yep. <laughs> Windows is king. When it comes to gaming, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I still laugh at Mac. I'm not trying to be mad at you Mac users and everything like that, but I still, still laugh at the gaming on the Mac. <laughs> I was a Mac user for many years, and happily so. Uh, for gaming, it wasn't though? Until, no, no, that was okay. when I was in content creation. Yeah. And uh, focusing on that. Uh, but when I switched to gaming, that's when I switched and went back to Windows. Like, I know they're fantastic if you were, like, huge in editing and doing all of that kind of uh, things. So it's definitely a lot better system. But I, I guess I should, I should keep my mouth shut. I've never gamed on a Mac. I've never ventured into that area. So I, I'm not I a fanboy of either system. It's all tools to me. Right. Perfect. Well... Did you have anything else you wanted to add? or? I've got no other questions. Um, I'm going to wrap it up if uh, you have nothing else. Well, thank you guys for having me. That was a lot of fun. You guys had Perfect. some good questions. Well, we uh, try to do our best. We want to do all of our research and, and dig in deep. But, you know, we, we try to keep it respectful and not ask 
certain questions. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm curious about what those questions were. Uh, no. uh, uh, we'll, we'll just we'll leave. Well, it you always know, like when you hear about an ex-Valve employee, you're like, ah, there's so uh, many questions you want to delve uh, into. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll give you one if you want. You can ask one question. I got nothing, Lisa. Well, there you go. No, yeah. Like, I, I, I was going to be respectful of that. I've always been just kind of curious about the inner workings and stuff over there. Like, how deep that you, how, how uh, were you like a developer for them then? Or working on the store side? I did a little bit of a lot of things. Uh, my main responsibility was um, to be in charge of everything that had to do with Denmark. So that means all the translations, all the top tier support cases um marketing efforts uh, help with other like legal stuff uh but i was also involved on uh one of the game teams that i can't talk about because that game is not out gotcha um <laughs> and um did some other like the thing about valve is it's really a great place if you want to experiment with things because you have all the options laid out in front of you and it's just a matter of you taking those options so i've i've got to do like voiceover work and all kinds of stuff i mean it's it's a fun place to work interesting well that's good to hear though mm -hmm. i mean For especially sure. with uh, sometimes all the blowback you get from one side or the other it's always nice to hear a <laughs> happier side of it you know i just game on it so i don't i don't you know have strong feelings right. one way or the other right but, that's probably the best way to go yeah do you think you might try the epic store um, well, I have an account, uh, but I don't really play Fortnite. So right now there's not really anything to lure me in. <laughs> right. Like I know it's still very early with their store, but like yeah. I, I know they had just launched it and I have been kind of asking indie developers that too, because of how they've been toting that you'll get, uh, 88% of the yeah, proceeds. But how are but... they going to market my game? That, that that was with it being so early. I know they have like an influencers program and stuff like that that they're trying. So I guess they're they're hoping that like streamers and things like that will help start directing people towards their right. store. Um, I, my, here's my thought is like mm -hmm. I can take uh, I can give Steam 30 percent and get some sales or I can get Epic a less or smaller percentage. What is it? 20s or 17? I think or they're saying you can, they'll keep only 12 12%. Or 12. Yeah, yeah, but 12% of nothing is still nothing. That's fair. That, that was what I was wondering about because I think like the biggest challenge, I know we're digressing, but the biggest challenge is getting like the gamers to want to hop right. ship over to that store, you know, right. which I, I feel like indie developers are like, yeah, you know, and all, in theory and everything, that sounds fantastic. But if people aren't That's willing to solo? have another launcher. Uh, when you know, I look at it is every time you add a platform or a storefront, that's more time you got to spend not working on your game because every storefront, every platform has its own technical requirements uh, or requirements for imagery that you got to produce uh, copy. You got to write uh, maybe not forums on the Epic store, but you know, there's forums you got to monitor and stuff like oh. that. So the more you spread yourself out, the less time you'll have to do what you actually love doing. So that's another reason why uh, I don't have anything against Epic. I mm -hmm. wish them success, but I'm not like jumping at the bit to like get on board. I want to see if it's worth my time. No, and I and I actually didn't even look at it from that perspective, like you were saying with like the different forums and the things like that that you've got to uh, monitor. That's that's a very fair point. Right. Yeah. There's that's a lot of things that sure. people don't think about. It's a part of the 
the whole game design process, especially if you're a small team or a single person. Mm -hmm. If you're a lot of people, you can just delegate that out. You have one person that just does community and one person that just does art, all that stuff, right? Right. So. No, that's fair, especially for indie developers. There's, It's probably mostly. I know a lot of them where it's two, three, four people, right. you know, so that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Right. I appreciate well, your you time. Guys. And of course, yes, you can get Above the Fold. It's in early access right now on Steam for $13.99. Uh, definitely go pick that up. Check it out if you're into simulation games, guys. I think you'll really enjoy it. And yeah, uh, where else can we find you then before we uh, let you go? Um, Twitter is your best bet if you want to get a hold of me. Uh, my name is The Print. Uh, but um, I also have a Discord channel. This is linked from All that stuff is linked from the Above the Fold website. Okay. That's probably the best place to start. Um, so, yeah. Come on, bring it on. Bring your questions. And you guys are always welcome to call me again, even at 7 in the morning. <laughs> it's very gracious of you. I do appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Come back sometime when uh, maybe you got a little bit more time. Hang out with us the entire show. Yeah, yeah. I would love that. Maybe we'll pick For a sure. day where it's not, you know, dumb o'clock in the morning for you. And <laughs> And I'll shower so I can turn on my webcam. There you go. Excellent. Well, thank you so much. We won't keep you too much longer. All right. Thank you, guys. See you later. Bye. All right. So are you ready for some release dates? I got a few. Let's do it. Okay. First of all, on December 17th. Granted, uh, keep in mind all these that I'm going to do, I'm going to, there's a lot because we're going to be off. So I'm going to try to keep you caught up until the, until we get back. There's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But a lot of them, this list would have been so small had it not been for the Switch. So if there's a day where it's all Switch games, I'm just going to say it up top. And that way, you mm -hmm. know. All right. December 17th, all Switch. Firewatch. Mana Spark. Hyper Ride Vector Raid. Wondershot and Coloro. That sounds like a disease. Uh, <laughs> December 18th, we have Warhammer Vermintide 2 for the PlayStation 4, Donut County for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch, London Detective Mysteria for PC and PlayStation Vita, and Planet Coaster Magnificent Rides Collection for the PC. Then on December 20th, All Switch. Uh, Leopoldo Mansquizzi. That's a word. It sounds like a great game. Mansquizel. Leopoldo Mansquizel. That's what it sounds like. That's on the Switch. It's also for PC. That's the only one. Uh, then we have Horizon Shift 81, Fungi Puzzle, Fungi Explosion, Nightshade, Guess the Character, Aw, The Keep. <laughs> That's what it says. Aw, Vivetti. Worldwide Adventure Collection, Bring Them Home, Kingmaker, Rise to the Throne. Then on December 21st, 21st, I went I went and turned into the my... 21st? It's the 21st. So it's never going to release. No. no, in a couple of days, Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> <laughs> December 21st, we have Sundered Eldritch Edition for Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Clouds and Sheep 2 for the Switch. Dynamic or Dynamite Fishing... World games for the Switch. I'm just going to... Uh, I need a robot yeah. to do all this. Uh, the 23rd, Mech Rage for Nintendo Switch. On the 24th, All Switch. Pipe Push Paradise, Black Sea Odyssey, Omega Strike, Digger Man, Aero, Complete Edition, 
That's what it looked like to me. Uh, Super okay. Treasure Arena. Then on the 25th, which no game should be coming out on Christmas, but there you go. Uh, we have a Kingdom Hearts VR experience for the PlayStation VR, which I might look into. Who knows? I was going to ask. Then uh, Abyss and Uncanny Valley for Nintendo Switch. The 27th, all Switch. Dynasty Warriors 8, Extreme Legends Complete Edition, and Revenge of the Bird King. Then no games until January 1st. But then we have Xenon Valkyrie Plus for the Switch. On the 3rd, all Switch. The Aquatic Adventures of the Last Human, JCB Pioneer, Dreamwalker, and Catastronauts. Man, I'm almost. <laughs> I'm, need, I'm gonna need some water. January fourth, all switch. Fitness boxing, Mad Age, and this guy. Okay, uh, and 99 seconds. January eighth, Megalith for the PlayStation Four, and Lego DC Super Villains: The Aquaman Movie Pack. For PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I can do this. I can do this. I feel it. You can do it, man. Dig deep. Dig deep. (coughs) January 10th, After Charge for Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. Neko Navy, Daydream Edition for the Switch. Bury Me, My Love for the Switch. January 11th, we have New Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe for the Switch. Mario and Luigi Bowser's Inside Story plus Bowser's Junior Journey for the 3DS. (laughs) And finally, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I did it! Yay! Yeah! Whew. All right. I just, I have a tickle in my throat now, like I just need to call. But I'm, right, I'm not right. going to. I'm not going to. Let's play a quick game of... What the hell did you just say? Because All I, right. I had, I was really hoping Todd was going to be here because I, I sorted through so many and I just picked the gems. Yeah. You know? So I was just like, ah. So I'm going to have to give you the best of the best here. Okay. All right. Um, tell me what Samurai in Africa is. Samurai in Africa. Ooh, so I think this is um, an adventure action game. And uh, obviously you play the samurai, um, but for whatever reason, we'll just say you went through a portal to go into Africa because (laughs) that's like the trend right now. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to fight all sorts of, um, I don't know. Uh, creatures that you didn't even realize were deep in the forests of Africa, um, all to save the new African king. Okay, he's then. young, he's up and coming, and is in danger of being overthrown, and uh, you are the one that is uh, tasked to save him. All right. Sure. Then. Sure. I like it. It sounds all right. <laughs> uh, the next one, I'm Turkey. I am Turkey. I think it's like Goat Simulator, but you're playing a turkey, hmm. and um, but it can get a little morbid. There is an M rating on it because the head could come off, and then now you've got it. You're ta- tasked with uh, keeping it under control, because you know I know the, the the old phrase is with a chicken, but I think a turkey would run around really crazy oh, yeah. too without sure. its head. Maybe mm-hmm. you know, sure. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and it goes in all crazy directions, you know, and the <laughs> there you go. The ragdoll effects in all its glory, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chinese driving license test. Oh, well, this just doesn't exist. No, sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, 
The Chinese driving license test. Wow. Yeah. This one. Okay. So uh, it's uh, it's a really boring game of of, <laughs> of a simulator at a in a Chinese DMV. Um, very crowded, of course. So um, it's a series of tests that you have to pass. But obviously, to make it a little bit more interesting, let's just say it's a bunch of different kinds of puzzles. And uh, but of course, it's all written in Chinese. So that's kind of the biggest feat that you're going to have to overcome here in English speaking or Western civilization to uh, to understand what uh, what what everything is on the tests. Mm -hmm. okay. I don't know. That I that was a bomb. Well, it's fine. It's fine. I mean, it was, it's a weird <laughs> game. The game is going to be a bomb. Uh, you know, uh, we'll just say that they're you know for fun that you actually have to drive between the cones and all that kind of stuff. Whatever they do yeah. over there, okay. or they just give you a subway pass. All right, I'm going to give you one, and this is more for Todd. This is going to be his, and I know he's going to hate okay, that he summon missed my it. inner Todd. Yeah, summon your inner Todd. Panty slide. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it's an adult game for sure. Because like, uh, the, the, I know that there are those games where it's like, you're you're at the bar and you're hitting on the chick and then you're trying to very slyly like look at her cleavage without her noticing. And when she turns, you know, the character has to turn back, you know. Um, so it's probably like one of those also where you're mm. like, eh, eh. Mm. And then you're trying to like get her to come home with you or whatever like that, and uh, you know you win the game if you manage to uh, I don't know keep them as a souvenir. <laughs> and finally, hide your butts. Hide your butts. Um. Oh man. So I'm going to say, cause, and this is going to be extremely lame, um, it's it's like uh, just a mini games, a bunch of little mini games. And so like carnival games, let's say. Mm -hmm. So you, you know how you have the hide the ball under the cup and you switch the cups around and everything and you got to try to find the ball. Uh, that's with your butts. Or if you're at the mini game with uh, shooting um, like the little things with water, mm -hmm. you know, for the targets. Um, and then the butt pops up and you've got to hurry up and try to like shoot it. Uh, but they're going to try to hide it from you really fast. Or um, <sighs> I've now I forget all my carnival games. Um, or even if you're shooting the hoops, <laughs> like one of them ends up being a butt. Okay. You know? Um, yeah, just a little series of a bunch of carnival games, but you know, the, the butts pop up and, and, and they're either going to try to hide it from you really fast and you get extra points because you got it first. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one was hard. I don't know. That's See, fine. Todd, yeah. you, it's not, a, you know, it's not that easy. Okay. Well, that's all of that. So what I want to do before we uh, wrap it up is just kind of give, I guess, our thoughts for the year. Like what what mm -hmm. we thought about this year and then what we're expecting for next year. So, Lace, I would like you to just start. Kind of give me what you – what do you think of this past year? For uh, gaming, <clears throat> I would assume we're talking about – I think it was actually a pretty solid year. You know, mm -hmm. um, there there was quite a few titles that I was very much looking forward to that um, met those expectations. You know, as it, 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 I, this was before I was on the show, but like Detroit Become Human, mm -hmm. I was a big fan of David Cage games since well before he was a PlayStation exclusive only uh, developing company. Um, and so and that met my expectations and even exceeded it a little bit um, it, with the branching storylines and all that kind of stuff was definitely the most detailed he's he's ever gotten. And I enjoyed it and, and not as far off track to end 
Mm-hmm. I have to always give him that. Sometimes his endings become extremely bizarre um, that don't seem to fit sometimes with the theme of the entire story. Um, I think God of War was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, from what I've seen, I've never got to finish it yet. Obviously, Red Dead Redemption came out really nicely. Um, trying to remember stuff that happened in the beginning of the year, too, because I, it's so hard to remember all those. But and I think a big year for indie. Yeah. I mean, it, there, there are so many amazing indie games that comes out. Um, we have consoles that are absolutely supporting that endeavor a lot more that I've seen being flourished over this year than I have in other years past. Um, I think a very good year for FMVs as well. I've seen some solid ones of those come out, which, you know, is near and dear to my heart. Um, yeah, I think it's been a, a, a pretty good year, I think, for gaming, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I would uh, have to agree. I mean, everything that we've seen, I mean, we actually got to go to PAX. We got to see a lot of PAX was early. amazing, yep. Uh, all the games that you mentioned, I mean, I could add Spider-Man to that list. You know, mm-hmm. it was just an amazing game. All the games that we've seen, I, th- I really feel like that a lot of those games, too, that we've mentioned really enforce what we heard last year, or I guess fight back against that comment we heard last year that single player is dead. You know, right. it's just not oh, happening. Yeah. No, we had that was huge. solid single-player mm-hmm. experiences that did not... And need. the sales prove it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even I'll even say to the effect of Red Dead Redemption, even though it has <clears throat> that new online feature, it mm-hmm. didn't when it started. It was still right. a single-player experience. And so you cannot shoehorn that into, well, you got the online. No, no, no. People bought that. It broke sales records based on what it was alone before, long before the online aspect came into play. So absolutely not. People want a single-player experience. Mm -hmm. They like their online. Yeah. But a true game for what it is, it still exists. People want it. Yes. So I was so happy to see that this year reinforced that idea, that concept. So, um yeah, I'm, we are still out there. We like our single player. Yeah, you know. I mean, again, there's there's nothing wrong with multiplayer, but no. I just wish I just want companies to stop forcing us into it yeah. and realize that, yeah, you may not make money over a long haul with mm-hmm. a single single player game like you would constantly year to year to year or whatever, however long it exists. But I mean, you can't say you're not making enough. I think they need to understand too that not. Every game is for everybody. You know, I do not care about Madden or FIFA or all sports games. I I will never take my time and play them, ever. Okay? They're Mm -hmm. not for me. But there are plenty of people out there who want to play those games. And good. I'm glad that they have those games for them. But they're not for me. You know? You know what I've always said? If everybody liked the same thing, it would be pretty boring, right? Exactly. I mean... Yeah. I mean, there are some certain games that I think I might like, and I wind up not liking them because it's just something about it is not clicking for me. And that's mm-hmm. fine, you know? But they need to realize not every game is going to appeal to everybody. It's awesome right. when you can, when you can appeal to a wider audience, but it's just not going to happen all the yeah. time. So people who play the Call of Duties and the Fortnites and all that, that's that's their niche. That's, that's what great. they love. That's great, yeah perfect it's just not for me yep so i mean i i really feel like that we had a solid game you know experience with with the year and even you kind of go back to what you said about indie games we saw so many gems 
come out. Right. And there were even a few that we mentioned, if you go back to the PAX episodes that we talked about that we're looking forward to, hoping yeah. to see soon, because, I mean, I was really hoping we'd see We've gotten to see them this year. But I think one mm-hmm. in particular... I don't. I, I think we knew that it wasn't coming out this year. I think they even said 2019. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. I think that's what I'm looking forward to now with 2019 is not mm-hmm. only that game, but we, we've we announced before, and we're going to re-enforce uh, it now, we're going to PAX. PAX East this year. Yes. You know, in 2019, yes, we, are. we will be there. And that's what I'm looking forward to again. I don't care about the big triple a titles or whatever i'll I'll see them eventually i know that but finding right. those gems like we did finding those games we never mm-hmm. heard of i mean even think about like this we got to see the messenger and we were at pax sitting there looking at it saying uh-huh oh, that's kind of like ninja guy no that's that's kind of neat and look where it is today it's right boom it's huge you know right so I'm excited about that. I, we may have seen Dead Cells. We may have seen Celeste and not even realized it. Right. Because we I just feel like of, I did see Dead Cells. Yeah. Um, but I guess not because I don't remember that us actually taking the time to talk about it. But that was that's an amazing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, freaking fantastic. And then they're still doing stuff with it. So yeah. it's long from being done, you know. And I think that's that's what I'm I'm so excited about. I'm really hoping that we will find one of those gems, talk about it. Mm-hmm. And then just watch it evolve. And then even look at Stay, how much awards that has won and everything like that. Like, yeah, there's just, I mean, we could go on and on and on, I'm sure about that. But yeah, it's been definitely a great year for Indy. Yeah. And you saw that at PAX, right? I did. Yeah. See? See? Exactly the point. You know, uh, the, the, the pixel it. graphics like sucked me in and I came over there and uh, and the developers behind it are amazing people, too, with mm-hmm. that to boot, you know. So um, I still talk to them every once in a while, yeah. you know, so it's just, good people. It's amazing. It's amazing just to think about, you know, because we didn't realize back then we were going to have that conversation with them that we were going to be talking with them, sitting down with them, playing their game, right? helping them form it, actually, yeah. you know, and here we are. You know, it's 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 really amazing. So I'm I'm really. That's why I always to. tell people, man. You ever want to go to a con in your life? At least go to one gaming convention. Yeah. At least once in your life, you owe it to yourself if you're a diehard gamer to at least go experience that. And we recommend PAX. I do recommend PAX, but I mean, like, if you've got some sort of serious gaming convention that's near you or something that's more economical or mm-hmm. affordable for you to be able to make, I say go, you know, just like oh, the yeah. passion behind the people that are bringing their games there. And it's just a much different feel, too, with the, yeah, it might be crowded, but I never felt that annoyed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, at yeah. some cons, you're just like, Ugh, you know, all these people in my way. But it was just like, everyone was there for the same thing. We're all having mm-hmm. fun talking about video games. You know, you're in line with other gamers and getting to talk about that with complete strangers and just having a all around good time. Mm-hmm. I think everybody owes it to themselves at least once. If you're a, uh, a diehard gamer, go to a gaming convention at least once. Sure. It's, it's a great experience. Mm-hmm. I feel like we'll have a much... Um Having the experience that we had last year, knowing what to expect going in, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna hit harder this year. Yes, I don't know why. We'll be able to manage the time better, yeah. maybe even and yeah, yeah, yeah. And even 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 who, though we hit a lot of games. Oh, but we yeah. did. Yeah, I mean, we did three days worth of of talking about it, everything that we saw. So I'm looking forward to to seeing who we run into again. Maybe we'll run into some familiar faces. You know, Hopefully. whether it's 
working on an old game or working on something new. It would be absolutely amazing. Hopefully people remember us. That would be cool, too. We'll see. Right, if we see the same people, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Trying to think of anything... I mean, I really don't want to like badmouth anything from 2018. I mean, there were some some moments, I guess, that were kind of bad. I mean, we had the Stanley thing that would have been right. one of the big big hitters. Bethesda for me. had a rough year. They did. Um, <laughs> yeah, boy, did they! They tried. They tried to get out of that hole, but every time they tried to get out, yeah, like something else just, just happened. Like, yeah. <sighs> uh, I do want to to bring up two things that happened. Real quick, just to, as far as the show is concerned, uh, in 2018. First of all, let's talk about our streaming experiment. We tried it, yeah. and you know, I know no one seemed to to give a fanfare whether or not we canceled it or not because I didn't really see mm-hmm. any kind of response. It was very short lived. Yeah, yeah. I, that kind of response is why I pulled the plug on it because I just personally feel like I'm working two jobs trying not only to put this show together but trying to put that stream together and try to make it wholly unique. I don't want I didn't want people to to listen to the audio version and then watch the video version and be like, "Well, this is the and same the show." Same thing. Yeah. You know, I was trying to give people two separate experiences. It added much more work and the payoff just didn't seem to be there for me. You know, that's why I needed to kind of walk away from it because i i mean i understand that you know i've heard people tell me that with streaming you got to give it time you got to let it grow but i you do yeah. i don't have the time anymore you know yeah and, and that's fair and when i feel like my time is being taken away from me and i'm getting nothing in return i'm done with it i'm i gotta mm-hmm. i've got to walk away from it because i've got other things irons in the fire that i want to focus on instead so if mm-hmm. I feel like this is not working, I'm going to move over here. If that's not working, I'm going to move over here. And until I just run out of irons, then, you know, I'm just going to keep bouncing from another to another. And that's just how it is. So if you liked the the, the stream, I'm, I apologize, but I need more than just one or two people. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and there are three uh, VODs up on YouTube right now, youtube.com slash Pencil Paper Productions. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go check out what we did, you can go there. Uh, I will say that if you wanted to see or if you maybe heard about the animated series that we did, oh, yeah. it is not on those. I took them out. Okay. But I announced the other day on our uh, Super Mega Crash Twitter the animated series will be premiering on YouTube in 2019. So just once we get a go. bit of a library built up, once we get a few episodes, I will release mm-hmm. them for everyone to watch. So just just be aware of that. That's something for you to look forward to, an expectation for 2019. Um, but the next thing I wanted to bring up real quick uh, about 2018 is your inclusion. You know, we... Uh, had I you, like to think it was pretty good. I mean, you, you <laughs> were a guest uh, a few times, and then mm-hmm. obviously you joined us at PAX, and I felt like you would have just—you were a perfect fit. You brought a whole new perspective into the mix. You 
help kind of keep everything fresh and you know satisfying and i just I'm, and let's face it you needed a pc gamer too i did yeah no. yeah no. No. <laughs> i mean we that, that helps kind of open us up a little bit more you've brought yeah. people to us you know more you know people we could talk to and and things like that and i felt like you've really been a wonderful addition and i thank you so much for being with us thank you for having me I've, I've really enjoyed it so. and i and i hopefully still will for for as long as we can for sure but uh, real quick, I'm going to hand it over to our absent brother, Todd, who left a little message for everybody. So uh, here's Todd and his message. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday. As you can see, I am not in this episode except for right now. So sorry about that. I had to work. Things came up. But I know this is our end of the year last episode, and I think everybody's going to say, things that they're not really thankful for but like what this year meant to them or something i guess i don't know along that lines first off merry christmas to you Stephen and lacia and happy new year it's been an awesome year and i guess i could say this year's been pretty cool i mean way better than 2017 i still say fuck 2017 this one did suck though we lost stan lee that, that really blows other than that it was a lot of good things happen. A lot, some bad things. I don't know, you know. But gaming-wise, a lot of good came out of this year. I mean, just think about this for a second. The Game of the Year nominees were Red Dead Redemption, Spider-Man, God of War, and probably something else. I don't know. But just those three alone. Just awesome year for gaming. That would be a tough choice. Fortnite does not count. I do not want to hear Fortnite thrown in to this talk. That was probably the biggest game of the year. But ongoing game of the year. It was out last year. In a shitty year. So, anyway. I'm just rambling. But 2018 was a pretty good year for gaming. And I can't wait to get to January. Actually, I, I, I'm ready for a break. But I'm ready to get back to it when it's time. And I will see y'all then. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Don't get too drunk on, on New Year's Eve. You know, just be careful. See y'all. And and we miss you too, Todd. So um, we'll get to see Mwah! you in 2019 along with everybody else. But uh, if you have nothing else, I guess we're going gonna to wrap no. it up. Yeah. This has been great. Well, this is our happy holidays to everybody. I hope you enjoy them. Mm-hmm. This is our last show of 2018. If you hadn't picked up on that already, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much to all of our listeners who have supported us this year. You know who you are, and we appreciate the hell out of you. If you want to support our show, you can go to patreoncom productions or pencilandpaperproductions.podbean.com and click become a patron in the top right-hand corner. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at SuperMegaCrash. If you want to send us an email, you can do that at SuperMegaCrash at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at SuperMegaCrashBrothersTurbo. And also, be sure to tell your friends to find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. Also, keep in mind, while we are off, there will be podcast in our place so you'll be getting a little little bite-sized somethings over the Mm -hmm. uh, the next few weeks so which i think you guys will enjoy so definitely keep an eye out 
So don't uh, don't feel like you're going to be left hanging with nothing to replace us. We'll still be there just ever so slightly. Just mm-hmm. a little bit. So you'll get a little something every week. But thank you so much again for listening. I am Stephen White. I am Lacia Finley. Join us again, Super Mega Crash siblings, when we return on January 14th. But until then, have a safe and happy holiday season. But above all, game on. Pencil and Paper Podcast Network Production.